0: with considerable significance because this is February 24th. It is the one-year anniversary of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And, you know, those with pointier heads would point out, hey, Russia got into Ukraine and took over Crimea in 2014, so this is not necessarily the first anniversary of this war. But it's the first anniversary of where the West drew a line and where Ukrainians fought back and where russia very early on in this conflict ended up on its uh, back foot and continues to be so the big concern of course is that uh, vladimir putin because so much ego is on the line i mean frankly his entire life and uh, political life are on the line here that they're just going to amp things up we're joined by a canadian of ukrainian descent and that is Etobicoke center mp ivan baker ivan good morning Good morning, John. Okay, so your own thoughts uh, on on this first anniversary. I realize you know every day has been a nightmare in terms of the invasion, but there is something pretentious uh, about observing this first anniversary.
1: Yeah, I mean, as you pointed out, this is not uh, the beginning of the war for Ukrainians. The war for them began in 2014. But you're right; this is the this is the one year anniversary of the of the full scale invasion. Um, I really think. For me, John, and I think for a lot of people, um, this is an opportunity to, first of all, reflect on the horror of this war, to mourn the victims of this war. You know, there's hundreds of thousands who lost their lives, the the genocide that's being committed every day, um, and, you know, the civilians that are being targeted. Uh, I think it's also an opportunity to honor the courage of the Ukrainian people. I mean, you talked about the, the resistance that the Ukrainian people showed. And I think we all have seen or heard stories of young people, or even the elderly, taking up weapons, especially in those early days after February 24th, to defend their their cities and their communities, um, and the bravery of the armed, Ukrainian armed forces. But I think most importantly for me, John, I think this is an opportunity to really redouble our efforts, like to ensure that we're that we're not here a year from now, marking a second anniversary, that a year from now we're. Ukraine has won the war and we're looking ahead to a brighter future for the Ukrainian people, but also a more secure future for Europe and for the world.
0: Earlier in our show, we were talking with Adam Zivo, who's a Canadian living in Odessa right now. He writes for the National Post and he talked about how the Russians continue to deny that Ukraine is even a country. And so as a person of Ukrainian descent, I'm wondering about your thoughts on the idea that Ukraine is a made-up nationality, a made-up nation, and it really always was a part of Russia.
1: Well, nothing could be further from the truth. And, 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 you know, folks who study history will will know that, uh, that in fact, y- Ukraine uh, or the origins of what is Ukraine actually existed. Kiev existed long before Moscow was ever on the map um so ukrainian culture and history and traditions have existed for for centuries and in fact for centuries generation and after generation of ukrainians have uh, sacrificed and risked everything and fought to defend their homeland Um, and so uh ukrainian culture and history is rich it's long-standing and there's nothing could be further from the truth that sort of narrative is part of the uh, vladimir putin's propaganda it was part of soviet propaganda um, it's a part of the, the sort of the, the Russian government playbook for for centuries uh, to justify um, invading Ukraine, conquering Ukraine, and, and doing what Vladimir Putin's doing now. And I think it's really important that we push back on that. The Ukrainian people, this is a democratic country in Europe. Uh, they've chosen to be independent when Ukraine declared independence in 1991. The vast majority, about 90 percent of Ukrainians voted for independence um, and They've, they've built a democracy, and they're looking forward to a prosperous, democratic future as part of Europe, and, and we should support them. And I think we should support them because that's what they've chosen, uh, because that's good for them. But I think it's also important to remember, John, that this is not just about Ukraine. Um, it is also about us, that the Ukrainian people aren't just fighting for their own culture and their own sovereignty and their own democracy and their own freedom. But yes, they're doing all those things. Uh, but this is a war for uh, global security. You now, if Russia is able to win this war or even obtain a peace with but hold on to a part of Ukraine, that'll be a victory for them. And that will signal to Russia, that'll signal to other countries with large militaries that the, we, the West, we, the, the democracy of the world, are not willing to stand up for the sovereignty of an ally. And that means Russia will be back for more of Ukraine, uh, Putin will be back for parts of Europe. Russia is our neighbor to the north in the Arctic, and they've tried to claim parts of the Canadian Arctic uh, as Russian territory. And there's other countries who might do something similar. So uh, we either pay a small price now and help Ukraine earn a decisive victory, or we pay a much bigger price later in the form of a much more insecure world where we're all under threat.
0: Ivan, thanks for this. Good to have you back.
1: Thanks so much, John.